Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with one of my favorite guests of all time, Alex Newman. And I know that he is a favorite of many of you as well. You, I, I want to say it's been probably close to a year and a half since so. you were last on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And we had such an incredible response to that episode. And, and just with all that has changed in the last year and a half, I just thought, you know what, we need to have you back on because we need to get kind of an update on what is going on right now in our, our culture, in the schools. Um, but before we jump into that, I would love for you, Alex, to introduce us to you and your family, what what you do and what God's called you to. Uh, well, thank you, Ed. It's, it's a pleasure and honor to be with you guys again. I love the podcast. Uh, I, I don't know what there is to say about me. I'm, I'm very passionate about education. Uh, I, I think it's just, it's so obvious that that's the issue that transcends all the other issues because if they keep brainwashing our children, uh, you know, our culture is going to keep sliding down the toilet. Uh, our political system is going to keep disintegrating. Our cities are going to keep burning. Um, and so I, I see that as kind of one of the key issues. Uh, so I, I'm the executive director of Public School Exit. It's a ministry we started to help liberate as many children as possible from the government's indoctrination system that they like to call an education system. Uh, I'm also a journalist. That, that's my main gig. Uh, Ephesians 5.11 is kind of my calling. God tells us to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to reprove them or to expose them, depending on what translation of the Bible you use. And so I like to reprove and expose uh, evil. That's kind of my uh, calling. And unfortunately, there is so much of it in the education realm that I, I could literally do this all day, every day for the next 2000 years and never run out of evil in the education yeah. system to be exposing. So, yeah, it's it is shocking the things that have happened. And what's interesting is that it's just it's happened slowly over the decades. And, and we can talk a little bit about that, but it seems like the last couple of years, they've just been on fast forward and they're they're not wasting any more time in taking control of our kids. And, um, you know, I, I know you and I both watched recently, there was a video that came out. It was from the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, and it was called The Message from the Gay Community. We watched this a few weeks ago when it came out and, and someone actually sent it to me. And I, I was, as a matter of fact, when I first started watching it, I had to turn it off because it actually made me sick to my stomach. I could not believe that I was watching what I was watching and hearing what I was hearing. And so I called Garrett over. I said, we, we need to watch this together. And, and he had the same reaction. He said, I can't watch it. I said, no, we need to watch this. We need to actually hear the words. We need to see what they're saying. And it was... It was so fascinating to watch this video because what it is, is it starts out with these, with one man singing and then another man joins him. And then it actually has this entire, the, the whole San Francisco gay men's chorus singing this song about how they're going to convert our children. 
And I, I want to sing a few. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. I want to <laughs> <laughs> recite a few of the words that are in the song. Um, it says, we'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. That's, that's just one part of the song. And as we were watching this, we just realized that the interesting thing is that they're there's no secret anymore. They're not hiding it. They're just all out saying, this is, this is our agenda. You know, you've got Glisten, which is in, it's the, you know, gay, lesbian, I don't even know all the, what the acronym stands for, but um, they are in most of the public schools today, as well as so many other um, clubs and organizations that are really there to take the hearts of our children and mold them into what they want them to be molded into. So I would love for you to talk about kind of this, why, how, how did this happen? Why is it happening? And then, and then we're, I definitely want to talk about like, what as Christians can we do about this? What is our responsibility? Yeah. Thank you, Yvette. And actually this just proves exactly what I was saying a moment ago, the way that they were able to shift Americans attitudes on this issue of homosexuality so quickly was through the government school system with air support from Hollyweird, uh, the, the perverted propaganda that comes out under the guise of entertainment. Um, and, and you can actually trace this uh, very simply. It's, it's all documented there. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a strategic plan and they developed it. They had a lot of uh, money people. And of course, this is all diabolical. But part of that plan was to go into the public schools. And so they created this documentary. They called it, it's, it's elementary, talking about gay issues at school. And that was part of it right there, right? Reframe it, it's not homosexuality, it's not sodomy. It's gay, gay means happy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happy, right? It's happy to, to engage in homosexuality. So this documentary, and this was shown uh, to children all over America, uh, in government schools, first grade, second grade, third grade. Uh, and and I actually, I have a clip from this that I use in one of my talks on education because it's so powerful. They knew exactly where they were going with this. And so in this clip, I, and I, I can send it to anybody who wants it. I, I, like I said, I've got it in one of my talks. Uh, it, it features a homosexual activist, and he's talking to a bunch of little children. And he says, hey, children, uh, today we're going to uh, we're gonna be pretend judges, is what he says. We're going to be pretend judges judges and we're going to consider these these bans on uh, gay marriage you know because and, and he, he pretends to give both sides of the argument you know some people uh just uh, don't feel like uh, uh gay marriage uh, meets the definition of a family and so so they want to ban homosexuals from gay or gay people they they use the term uh, from getting married and then other people think you know it's just two adults who love each other and everybody should have equal right to to get a marriage and so when they frame it like that for little children uh, you know, the argument is pretty simple. How mean of us that we want to deprive the homosexual of a right to a marriage? Well, if they had actually taken the truth about marriage, right? But the Bible tells us a lot about marriage. The Bible tells us that it's a representation of the relationship between Christ and his church, right? right? It, it's this holy, sacred, incredible institution that has eternal significance and implications, ramifications. Uh, it's meant to be sacred and honored, and it, it's got multiple purposes, including uh, giving an illustration in the world of the relationship between Christ and his church, also bringing up the next generation, the fear and admonition of the Lord, producing children, right? So there's all these incredible purposes to marriage that only an actual marriage, a man and a woman, can satisfy. 
So if they had explained that to the children, the reaction might have been a little bit different. And then after that, they show, you know, five minutes of, of little kids. Oh, yeah, that's really mean that we don't allow them to do that. And how, how come we don't let them do that? So they have the kids thinking, all right, pretend judges. We're going to be pretend judges. And we're going to think about this mean, horrible thing that gay people aren't allowed to get married. Uh, and so what happened? All these little kids and the things say, yeah, we, we should totally uh, strike down the marriage laws. That's what happened. And, you know, they knew it would take time, uh, so they didn't go right away to have the pretend judges strike down our marriage laws. They waited uh, about 30 years, and 30 years later, that, yeah, they, they actually asked the people in California, the, I call it the land of fruits and nuts, one of the most liberal places in this country, hey, what do you guys think about using the force of government to redefine uh, the, the meaning of marriage from how God defined it to how we think it should be defined? And even in California, the voters said, no, thank you. We, we, we're fine with God's definition. That, that'll be adequate. Thank you. Uh, well, they had already prepared the way. They had already plowed the ground in advance so that when the pretend judges on our Supreme Court lawlessly and unconstitutionally overthrew marriage and our state constitutions and our state laws, uh, this was accepted by enough of the younger people that they were able to get away with this. Mm -hmm. It's it's a tragedy. It's an abomination. And it came through with this strategic planning through the public school system and then the filthy entertainment uh, as kind of air support for what the kids were learning in the public schools. Yeah, incredible. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Alex Newman. Uh, you know, I wanna talk about how that translates into uh, the Christian home. And you talk about Hollywood. We actually had uh, Tina Griffin on the podcast uh, just last week, actually. And she was amazing. Just in, And she exposes Hollywood. That's kind of her home ministry and what she does. And this is kind of the same thing as just really exposing what is happening to our, our public schools. But how has this infiltrated through media, have, how have you seen this infiltrate into the Christian home? Because I think oftentimes as homeschool families, we think, well, we homeschool, so we're safe. Our kids are safe from this stuff. We don't have them in public school because of this reason, you know, this being one of the many reasons. And so our kids are good. Our kids are safe, but that's not true. It, it astounds me, the things that my girls know that I have not exposed them to, but that they, and, and we're very careful about what we watch. You know, we don't even have TV. Um, we're careful about the movies we watch. And, um, you know, the if we're in someone's home, you know, what they have on their TV, things like that. But still, my girls know so many things, so much more than I knew at their ages. And um, so how have you seen this infiltrate the Christian home? It's so funny you say that, Yvette. Maybe funny is not the right word, but uh, my six-year-old, uh, the other day, somehow the word gay got mentioned, and he's like, oh, oh, oh we were at the Gaylord Hotel. Oh. <laughs> I, I was there for a conference, and he's like, oh, Papa, Gaylord Hotel, uh, gay. And I was like, oh, you don't even know what that means. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what it means. Like, so what does it mean? Like, oh, well, that's when two men get married. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Where in the world did this child get this? Yep. We do not watch any world television. We don't watch any of the garbage that comes out on the TV. None of it. I mean, we watched right. a Little House on the Prairie as a family, <laughs> and, and that's pretty much the limit. Of, of what we do when it comes to television. And yet still my little six-year-old had picked this up somewhere. And so what's happening 
is even in the church, okay, a lot of families, and, and I, you know, I don't want to condemn them or anything. A lot of them don't know better. They think, oh, well, this is the, the children's channel. This is the, you know, the kid-friendly TV. And so they don't know better. And they sit their children in front of the television and they start absorbing this garbage. And it's in the advertising. You're driving down the highway. Uh, just the other day, I was boarding an airplane. I think it's uh, Delta Airlines. They, as you're walking down the, the jet bridge or whatever to get on the airplane, they've got a picture of two homosexuals, you know, leaning on each other in an airplane seat. And it says, I, I forget what the word is, but it's a word designed to make you think happy thoughts. Right. Uh, it is everywhere. It's ubiquitous. And so th there really, at this point, is no way for uh, a, even uh, the most diligent Christian parent to be able to protect their children from this propaganda that is coming in at all sides. I mean, you'd literally have to go live in a cave somewhere. And, and of course, that's not feasible for most of us. And so I think Christian parents are going to have to be very very deliberate and, and i don't want to sound cliche but they have to be intentional yep. about teaching their children what scripture says what is god's divinely ordained order for family for marriage for and, and the transgenderism stuff too i mean it's everywhere now it's ubiquitous uh, it's on the billboards while you're driving down the highway I and mean, it's everywhere so parents christian parents it, just like christians for hundreds of years i mean in the old roman empire right uh christian parents then were being persecuted there was no way to protect their children to insulate them completely from the the pagan uh, uh madness that was going on all around them and so we're gonna have to i think understand that mentality again because that's the world that we're going into we are now entering officially a post-christian era in the united states where you know we we i think we're some of the last ones you've had to grow up in at least the last vestiges of christian america but that is rapidly going out the door i mean things that were would have been unthinkable just a few years ago are now considered the norm and so parents are going to have to be very very deliberate um, not just in terms of protecting but also educating and discipling yeah. You need your children to understand that just because the world says this okay doesn't mean it's actually okay. Right, right. So how do we do that? Without the the balance is we don't want to expose them to things that they're not ready to be exposed to. But we need to expose them to the things that they're going to be exposed to. And I find that to be a very difficult thing to balance sometimes. You know, my girls are getting a little bit older. So, and you know, I've got a 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. And so the 10-year-old learns a lot of things, both good and bad, from the 15-year-old because it's her big sister and she idolizes her big sister. She loves her and she wants to be with her. And, and actually, it's really sweet because they have a really pretty good relationship with each other. And, um, you know, they I, the other day they were telling me I like tell each other secrets and things like that. And I'm like, great. I love that they have a sister relationship like that. Um, but how do we protect our kids from that and at the same time expose them to what they're go going to be exposed to anyway in a healthy way? Yeah, that's a phenomenal question, Yvette. And unfortunately, I don't know that I have a good answer to that. <laughs> I'll give you some, you know, some of my experience. Uh, I've got a, an 11-year-old. He turned 11 a few months ago. And my wife and I had been talking and we had been reading and uh, we realized that our son was already being exposed to this by, by friends mm -hmm. at church, uh, yeah. by, by, you know, people, Christian families were, were giving him this information. And so what we decided was, look, it's better that he learn these things from us, mm -hmm. from a biblical perspective, yeah. than from some punk snot-nosed kids that learned right. it from a Hollywood movie or from a public school. And so I had the birds and the bees talk with my uh, oldest son and I didn't want to. I didn't feel he was ready. but. If the option is learning it from other children or learning it from me from a biblical perspective, right. I felt that's really going to be the best answer. And and you know, I, I encourage families to pray about that. I don't know that we did the right thing. I'm just telling you what we did do. Sure. And uh, I, I just finished a book, and I, and we had been talking about it just a little bit before we uh, we went on by uh, Pastor Vody Balcom 
called Family Driven Faith. And it, it's a book about how to raise up uh, God-fearing children in this decaying culture. Uh, you know, the, the Bible talks about uh, having your, your quiver full of arrows to launch into the camp of the enemy. And everybody Balcom says, we're going to be launching ballistic missiles. And so we need to prepare our children for that. And it, it's just, it, it, the book brought me so much joy, partly because we're already doing a lot of these things, but partly because it gave me all these ideas. You know, how do you try to raise up uh God-fearing children who love the Lord and who look at the world through a biblical lens in a world that is not just um, not just rejects that, but that is actually hostile, extremely right. hostile to that viewpoint. And so, there's a lot of helpful tips in there for for people who are interested. And I encourage people to be in prayer. And I encourage you again to to read your Bible. I mean, the, yeah. the Book of Proverbs is like supercharged wisdom and and it touches on all these different times not necessarily in our modern context but these principles are applicable whether you were a christian in second century rome or whether you're a christian in 21st century america right right you know it's interesting you talk about um teaching from a biblical perspective because we talk so much about that on the podcast and that's really our heart with our kids and with this podcast and all things schoolhouse rocked and hampton family um and and as i as you were talking i was thinking you know my girls Oftentimes they're exposed to these things because we read about things like this in the Bible, like murder, you know, there are so many things and, and we're a family who reads through the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. And when you do that, your kids are going to be exposed to some things that you're like, oh, I'm not really sure that I'm comfortable reading this verse, but we just push through it. And then we explain to our girls as much as we need to explain to them. And we trust that God's word is powerful and that his word does not return void and that the words and stories and things that are in there are in there for a purpose. And so oftentimes our kids really kind of are exposed to those things if we are studying God's word with them. And you know, you're right, Proverbs is, is an incredible book to study with our kids, but that's not the whole book. I mean, that's not the whole story. There's so much more to it. And um, and so we, we've got a lot um, We've got a lot to learn from God's Word, and you just read over and over and over and over again. And we learn something new each time, and they learn something new each time. And um, I'm, I'm thankful um, that God's given us His Word to be able to do that. We are out of time for this episode, but we're going to be back on Wednesday and continue this conversation. Thank you, Alex. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, LibertySentinel.org is my personal website. If you go to LibertySentinel.org forward slash bio, you can see my bio. I'm a journalist. I write for The New American. I'm a senior editor there. I write for The Epic Times, um, write for my own blog. And then I'm the executive director of Public School Exit. You can find us at PublicSchoolExit.com. Okay. I will put all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much. We will see you guys back here on Wednesday. See you then. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.